0: Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX.
1: Welcome, my friends, back to our number two of the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Greg Damon sitting in for Scott Mosby today. Well, you know, I, I really shouldn't say that. I really shouldn't say I'm sitting in. For Scott Mosby because you know I'm just kind of really facilitating the phone calls. Tyler Clough from Mosby Billing Arts, he's here answering all your questions. I'm just I'm just kind of the guy, you know. But <laughs> just I'm I'm just the guy talking. That's that's really I, I I'm think. Glad I'm glad you're here. <laughs> it's making it go well. Thanks. I appreciate that, Tyler. Tyler's got all the answers today and he's gonna help you out. So here's the numbers. If you want to join us, we'd love to have you. 7900 or 1-800-925-1120. We've had a great first hour so far. We're going to go all the way up till uh, two o'clock today. I'm sorry, one o'clock today. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, Tyler, Glenn, glad you're with us today because we're having uh, having a great time here. It's been a long time since we did it. So a lot of stuff to cover this hour. Thank you. Thank you. it's uh, It's been fun. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking about uh, the fall maintenance checklist or getting you ready, f- uh, as as much as I hate to say it, getting your house ready for winter. That's right, I did, I said it. You know what, you, I said, said it. it. I'm going to stand behind it. I said it, that's right, old man winter right here around the corner. Can't stop it. That's right. We're going to take, uh, I'll tell you what, you want to join us, we're going to take our first time out. So here's the numbers again, 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show on a Saturday at your service.
0: And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home
1: Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. Saturday at your service, this is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Tyler Clough from Mosby Building Arts in the house answering all your questions. And, well, I'm just, I'm just sitting here taking your phone calls. Really, I'm not even doing that. So, you know, our producer is doing that. I'm, I'm just kind of hanging out today. That's really what I'm doing. Hey, if you'd like to join us, here's the phone numbers, 436 7900 one 925 1120 Tyler, let's go back to the phones and talk to Paul. Hey, Paul, guess what? You're up next on the KmWX Home Improvement Show.
2: Hi, guys. Hey, um, I recently bought a house over in uh, uh, the Botanical uh, Gardens neighborhood, and um, it's 108 years old, so it's <laughs> it's been around a long time. Uh, it's got a stone foundation. And the footings of which stick out further than the the foundation walls, um, it looks to me like someone's put dry lock on the the rock wall itself, but didn't put it down on the the rock footings I'm, I'm curious, can I encase that, or is there some other way to uh, mitigate the moisture that naturally seeps through the stones
3: that's a that's a great question so. That moisture is going to continue to seep through there, and so when you're wanting to encase it, as long as you give it somewhere to go, then you should you should be fine. And I would treat it a lot the same way that we would with a with a leaky foundation, even if it wasn't a, a stone foundation. To make sure that that there's a uh, you know a, an interior drain line around that uh, around that bottom of that foundation down there by the footing and allow the water to get into that before you just seal it off and make, make it find a different place to come in.
2: Okay. So, you know, I haven't done much research on it. And so, um, so is that something that's, that's kind of routinely done uh, to put in a, a like a drain pipe or something, and then encase re- that.
3: Yeah, so there are companies that do that. Helitech does that, um, where they will come in and and a lot of times, depending on how much water's coming through that that uh, foundation, you can actually put a put a a membrane that goes up that actually has a drainage plane in it that will take any water that gets through the foundation down. And then into a drain line that then can run over to a sump pump somewhere, and okay, now, that's a great way to mitigate the water that comes through a foundation.
2: All right, the um, I mean the you know the houses are very close together. There is a, a sidewalk between each house, and and it's concrete. So it it looks like the the mortar is very tight against the the houses that you know the the cement that was poured for the sidewalks there. Uh, between the houses, um, so I, it, I don't see water, you know, uh, dripping or running. What I do see is I see moisture spots. Right, and so and, and um,
3: and that's very typical in those houses that that there are moisture spots even on the floor and and other places. And right, y- yeah, you're probably not getting a lot of water running right in, but that ground outside as we as we excavate around those. Those houses, um, the 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 the, uh, the soil is very very wet a lot of times because it there's just not a lot of places for it to go, and it's easier to go from from where it's at to a warmer place which is inside a house. That's that's where it's going to try. That's where it's going to draw that moisture to.
2: Okay, what I'm not asking for an estimate, but what, what kind of price range would I be looking at for a solution like this?
3: Well. Not knowing how long the wall is or how hard it is to get to, but you're probably somewhere, probably on the the low side of, uh, I, yeah. I I have, actually have no idea. I I would say <laughs> if I was thinking about something, I'd say it's probably going to be between twenty five hundred and and six thousand dollars. I, I just don't know okay. what the scope of the work is.
2: Well, I mean it, it's a it's a smaller footprint house. I you know I think the. Um, uh, you know the perimeter is, you yep. know the the length is about maybe eight hundred feet, you know linear feet. So well,
3: why don't you why don't you give us a call on on Monday and I can send somebody out and we can take a look at it. Yeah, our number is three one four nine zero nine eighteen hundred, and that's
1: what we do is we solve these problems. All okay. right, all right, Paul. Sounds like a winner. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate the phone yeah. call. Let's move on and talk to Patricia. Patricia, you're up next here on the KMWX Home Improvement Show.
4: Hi. I have um, a house made in 85, and we had the last bit of rain that came in um, May had water coming up from the middle of the floor. So we took the rug up and found out that we had a crack that went from end to end of the house. So we put a sub-pump in, and um, they just finished it up, but the problem is with the two lateral lines come from the main drain in the back, um, the cement isn't married together. You know, so there's a crack along the seam. Right. So um, is this something that we should have the company come back and fix? Is, is, is it common to have cracking along the cement line where you have an old cement to a new cement? And will the water come up that way even though there's a drainage tile
3: there? So it's very common no, no question. For, very common for a crack to happen there and that and I I don't think anybody can guarantee a, a crack not happening at that joint. Um, it can be filled with something a, a a a caulking or an elastomeric caulk of some sort and uh, and which would be a good idea to do there to keep um, to keep more uh, water from going down in that crack or coming up that crack. But if the drain line was done right, you're not going to have any water coming up that crack. That it's going to catch, us all, catch it all at the exterior of the house. Or well,
4: the... It's, a, it's a reputable company that came in and did this, but I'm just um, I just I don't know if I should if I should expect them to. They're not going to have to dig up that cement again and redo something, right? They. Just...
3: Well, so so the the to take care of the crack is that what you're asking?
4: Yeah, because I mean, it's literally the length of. It doesn't look like the new cement adhered to the old cement. Is what happened. I don't know if they can, if that's you know, as far as
3: yeah, yeah, you new, know, there
4: was something they should have done to make to make it adhere better.
3: Yeah, when they pour concrete, it's a it's called a cold joint, and it will never they they won't bond together. The only thing they oh. can do is put a piece of rebar in to one side and put it and then pour it in the new concrete but there's still going to be a crack there though that concrete will never look like it is joined together there's always going to be a cold joint there
4: okay so that's kind of common but i should have the company come in and look at it anyway so
3: right well if you they could come in there and put a put some caulk in there but the way they did it is the typical way and they they really didn't do anything wrong that's that's what that's how to fix those things
4: oh oh okay all right it just I I'm, I'm afraid to put any walls up or any flooring up
3: no if they you know did, what I mean? if they did if they did the drain right around the perimeter of that basement you're you're yeah. not gonna have any problems in there and I would
1: I okay. would move ahead with with your plans
4: okay thank you I'm sorry to make a silly question nope, no, thank you
1: that, that works thanks no silly questions thanks Patricia appreciate the phone call Thanks. And uh, Tyler, you know as we we're talking about uh, getting you ready uh that's right, I'm going to say it again. We're getting your house ready for winter, not fall. I'm not gonna, fall. I'm going, going straight going, into winter, okay? Into, it's that's coming. that's where I'm coming. So obviously uh, probably the biggest thing that 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 folks can really kind of do themselves and also need to have done several times a year is get those gutters clean. Absolutely. I think that I think we we underestimate
3: the importance of getting the water away from the house and the gutters are the biggest culprit of that. If we can keep our gutters clean, keep the water going down the the downspouts into some underground drainage lines and get it away from the house, that's what we need to do. The biggest hindrance is leaves or debris in the gutters clogging up the downspout holes, then the then the water either runs over the front of the gutter or it backs up on the back of the gutter and runs in and messes up the fascia board then can run inside Con- the house.
1: Concrete, decks,
3: you, you name it. Absolutely. Come come down on the deck, and then and then if the deck's not flashed right, it can run right behind your siding right at the deck. Then it's running in your windows. Then you got problems in the house. Keeping water away from the house has got to be our first priority.
1: Well, you know, even uh, one of the things that, that I've noticed and done myself is, you know, you may clean your gutters out and think, hey, I'm ready to go, but, you know, that downspout <laughs> may be clogged as well. De- or... Or if you have, as you said, underground drainage systems, you know where it goes underground, that may be clogged as well. And this is and this is something that you know. Hey, get the old garden hose out. Let's let's test it and make sure that that it is working properly. Should be willing to do that. Test test those things. The
3: other thing is that my at my house there's quite a few trees. I can have them all cleaned out ten o'clock in the morning. Everything looks beautiful. Everything's running great. And four o'clock that night, they're full leaves again. And so. If that's the case, then come up with, with there's many different uh, gutter covers, gutter guards, gutter.
1: That was going to lead to my next question was, you know, it, it it should most folks have some sort of gutter cover, gutter guard on it where the water will still come in, but kind of keep maybe the heavy debris out.
3: Yeah. So if it depends again on where you live as to the, the advice I would give on that, because we love the idea of just going with a bigger gutter, like a six-inch gutter, and then letting the water wash everything everything out of that. Sure, but if they're in a place where there's a lot of trees and a lot of leaves come down, then we we recommend some sort of a of a a leaf protection system, whether that's um, a gutter cover, whether that's one that fits in the gutter or a screen that goes over the gutter, but something that will that will keep that. Those leaves out of the gutter,
1: yeah. At Casa de Damon, you know, we have uh, uh our gutters, and I have like a, a, a grate over it. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be like a leaf protection, but we have a lot of those helicopter things. Yeah, and those... you know, they I look out and it's like you know, I've got plants growing out of my gutters because they you know, they're sticking in the in, in the grate. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I'm thinking, hey, maybe I should get something different, uh, because we just have so many of these,
3: yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's the, the thing that. People ask me, hey, what should I do? And it always depends on the situation you're in. Sure. People say, hey, I did this. And I think that's a great job. And and you did a good job doing that. And you did a perfect job installing it, but it's not going to work in your situation. And and I think that's where you gotta go is what is the best thing for this situation?
1: Well, you know, that's what I love so much about Mosby. And yeah, I'm gonna throw I'm I'm gonna throw some light for Scott and his company <laughs> because I, I agree with him and his philosophy. This is this is where, hey, you know, you can call Mosby, have you guys come out, take a look and say, this is my problem. You know, where do you think I should attack this with? What, you know, you, you're getting some sound advice. You know, the first phone call we took was a guy that, that uh, about his deck, and he had, a, you know, three different bids that were nowhere near close to each other. And so you can come in as an independent party and say, hey, this is where I think you should be. This is what I should, you know, what I think you should do. And kind of kind of help the customer make an informed decision about it let's be let's be realistic you know the internet has changed everybody's business kind of today everything. so yeah. uh, so a lot of customers are informed they read tons of stuff on the internet about their problem and there's always some problem that you're having somebody else has got the same problem somewhere in the world so customers are more informed but when you come out and you're able to talk to them and you're able to show them and say hey this is what we can do and how we can do it it it, it kind of opens up a whole new uh, whole new world or and sheds a lot of light to it Absolutely, and sometimes there's three or four different ways
3: to, to take care of it. One company might say, hey, this is how we're going to do it. Another one might say, this is how we're going to do it. And and both of them are right, and so then it's just a preference. And so I think Scott has done a great job at surrounding himself and bringing a lot of people on board with a, a deep bench is what he calls it with a lot of different ideas. Sure. And, and, and I, I'm grateful to work here because we do things – right and we find the right way to do it and the best solution for the whatever problem it is
1: it's always been my experience uh when you take a shortcut or you go the cheapest route it always ends up costing you double in the long run yeah and and you would
3: know that with cars because i've <laughs> taken shortcuts on my cars before
1: <laughs> yeah it's said it's a whole adage you can pay me now, or you can pay me a lot more later <laughs> yeah. so all right title we got to take a quick break here real quick this is a Saturday at your service. You're listening to KMOX Home Improvement Show. Folks, don't forget the U2 concert is canceled tonight. That's right. U2 concert is canceled tonight. Check out KMOX.com for information on getting a refund. The show will not be rescheduled. It is canceled. So this is KMOX Home Improvement Show. We'd love for you to join us. 436 7900 one 925 We're going all the way till 1 o'clock.
0: And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once
1: again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. 12.36 is your time right here in the heart of mid-America. This is a Saturday at your service, the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair. Tyler Clough from Mosby Building Arts hanging out with us. He's answering all your questions. Here is the phone numbers, 436-7900 or one 800 925 1120. Tyler, let's go back to the phones. we got some folks on hold. Good for that. All right, let's talk to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, you're up next here on the KMWX Home Improvement Show.
5: Yes, uh, I've got a wooden clapboard house, and it's painted. I'm scraping it now, getting it ready to paint, and I was wondering how good this paint is that has the primer mixed into it. If it would I'd be okay to use that, or if I should go back to putting on primer and then the top coat? Uh,
3: that's a good question. That, paint has come a long way in what, they, what they're able to do with it, and these paints that are primer and, and paint mixed together, a lot of them are, are, uh, are pretty good things. Uh, but it, in, our, in our industry, we will continue to use primer because primer has a specific purpose— to to for that paint to have something to bond to and and a lot of times especially with an old clapboard siding you're going to want to make sure that that paint or the 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 board is primed so that the paint will stick to it now will the pr- paint and primer work it, it probably will work but it probably won't last as long as putting a traditional primer on there and then putting a coat of paint on top of that
5: Okay. Uh, one other quick question: Is it okay to use a primer of one make, and then a top coat of another company?
3: Sure. In fact, a lot of times we we look at what is the best primer for the for the material that we're putting it on, and mm-hmm. and then what is the best paint that would cover up that primer. Okay. Again, that would be a great great. For to give us a call and let us come out and look at it and tell you, uh, we got painters, professional painters on staff that can help you figure that out.
5: I'm about eighty miles from you, so.
3: <laughs> well, I appreciate the phone call. You okay. call our call
1: our office and we can get somebody to talk to you over the phone. Okay. Well, thank
3: you. All right. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Jerry. Uh-huh. Let's talk to Mark. Mark, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show.
5: Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I'm in a avid listener um just wanted to bounce back to the previous caller was talking about she was talking about low water pressure in her home uh-huh. i have exactly the opposite problem i've just recently purchased a house and moved in i have just it's really just off the charts uh water pressure as far as high
3: really
5: inside the house and out um never <laughs> never experienced a hose garden hose, when you're washing your truck, it's like you're using a power washer. It's that strong. (laughs) You must live in St. Charles uh, County. (laughs) No, I do not. No, South County. But um, so my question was in in regard to the pressure reducer valve inside the home, obviously that's a valve for that specific reason to control pressure from the main. Is that something a plumber needs to adjust or can I you know with somebody outside running the hose start screwing it down or adjusting it until pressure becomes normal or what I would consider normal
3: well I would I would probably get a professional to look at that if it's if it's okay. as big of a discrepancy as you have the reason I say that is one the the valve is counterintuitive you you actually loosen it to make the water pressure go. I'm I, I'm actually not a a plumber either, but it's, right. it's backwards. To, it's
5: like reverse to, thread to how it would work almost.
3: Um, yeah. And the other thing is, you would want to put a gauge on it if your water okay. pressure is that high. Right. You, you that if it gets that high, it starts damaging the valves yeah. and everything all the fixtures. And so you That's want to you thought. want to get this taken care of.
5: But or could let me interrupt? Could it be an issue where that? Pressure reducing valve is is broken or you know, worn out,
3: and that was going to be my next thing. Is okay. that could be a problem? So you want to get a gauge on there so that okay. you can, because you can only really those valves really only usually adjust the the pressure uh, five to ten pounds. It's not okay. it's not a big change, and if you've got that okay. much coming in, that might be something that actually needs to be talked to the to the city and make sure that right. the there's not too much pressure coming in from the street
5: okay very good yeah so I need to get a plumber with a gauge yep. and start there and then is there a, like a specific test he can perform to find out if the reducer valve has failed itself
3: yeah yeah he would be able to see that right when you okay. right when he gets going and if you want to give okay. us a call we can I can send out somebody and we can get that taken care of okay all right we'll do thank you so much thank you bye
1: Thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, Tyler, that brings up another uh, kind of in our home checkoff list that I want to talk about was uh, he was talking about the water pressure, but also a lot of folks leave their garden hose attached to their spigots outside. That's really a bad thing to do. Very, very bad. The, the thing is a lot of those,
3: the new spigots are anti-siphon. And so they, when you start shutting them off, people say, why is my why is my spigot leaking? Because you shut it off, and it actually shuts off about 12 inches back into the house where the the valve is in controlled space, and so there's no water sitting there that can freeze and burst that pipe. And so what it does is it shuts it off about 12 inches back, and the, the water that's in that 12 inches runs out the, the spigot. So you don't have a bad spigot. It's actually doing what it's supposed to do. But if you leave your hose hooked up, it can't ever re- release that, that water and... It will freeze and they will burst, and it's almost a guaranteed.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, that that's and you know, also ruin another hose as well. And <laughs> hose. That's that's the cheaper portion of it. <laughs> um, obviously, another thing too is uh, now is really a good time to get that furnace, you know, looked at and cleaned up, and you know, because y- y- we we've already had some nights now, and you know, fifty, just under fifty you know it's it's coming so folks don't want to be firing them furnaces up we don't want to have an issue
3: yeah and there's a lot of a lot of the hvac companies offer that service to come out and look at them a lot of people go well what could go wrong with a furnace the the interesting thing is a lot of the things that that could go wrong really go deadly wrong and can cause uh, cause carbon monoxide poisoning and and that could just be the, as much as a cracked heat exchanger and when those those furnaces sit all summer and don't get used, and then all of a sudden you fire them up. Um, you'd want to get those looked at. There's that's a good service. If it's not every year, at least every other year, have a have a company come in and say, "Hey, everything's working good with your furnace."
1: Well, think about how much dust and everything else is going to accumulate through there just by the air vents blowing, and uh, you know, with you when you run your air conditioner. I mean, the, the air is still cycling through, you know, the entire system. So, I mean, it, it's still a good thing to come out and get checked for sure. Absolutely. Um, how about your, here's one that, that I thought of on the way down here was, uh, you know, your fireplace. A lot of folks uh, like to either have a gas fireplace or a wood-burning fireplace. Many folks don't realize, hey, those got to be clean, you know. This this isn't Dick Van Dyke, you know, doing a dance <laughs> on the house. I mean, they actually do some work there. Yeah, I I was very surprised. I was helping
3: on a roof and was looking at the creosote that was deposited on, on this chimney that where it, the— they, they ran a fireplace in the and man there there was so much creosote in there that can actually catch on fire and uh create a chimney fire which then can get into your attic and mess things up so if you're burning a, a wood fireplace i would have that i would have that cleaned or, or at least looked at every year
1: i don't know see i, I you know my grandfather had a house that uh, a bird built a nest up inside of it they didn't know it obviously they fired the fireplace up next thing you know We've got the fire department there because the house is on fire. So yep. uh, to me, that's just that's just really good insurance.
3: And, and to have it, just have it looked at because a bird could build a nest there, and all summer you don't know it. Right. Absolutely. And, and it can get pretty, it can get pretty dangerous.
1: Right. Well, you know, in uh, a lot of homes now obviously are built with an insert in that fireplace, and if you have a wood burning fireplace. Now that insert in there that could be cracked, and you not know it because it could be stained, and and you know now there's another potential that you could have a house fire. Absolutely.
3: And and that's really what causes most of the fire with fireplaces. That's what happens most of the time.
1: Absolutely. So. All right, fantastic. We're going to take a quick break. Bill, hang on the line because you're going to come up next. This for sure. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show on a Saturday at your service. Don't forget, my friends, the U2 concert is canceled tonight. U2 concert canceled tonight. Go to KMOX.com. You can get information on a refund. This is not a reschedule. The show has been canceled.
0: And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX.
1: Welcome back, my friends. This is the final segment here today on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Tyler Clough in from Mosby Billing Arts, handling all the questions, and I'm just sitting here hanging out. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> hey, Tyler, I'll tell you what, we got some folks on hold. Let's try to uh, get through these phone okay. calls, all right? How about we talk to Bill? Hey, Bill, guess what? You're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show.
0: All right. Hey, I just got one quick question. I was listening to you about uh, the water faucets. I insulate all my outdoor faucets, uh, take the hoses off, of course, and then open the spigots and then turn it off from inside the house. However, I've got about 12 plants this year I'm going to put inside my garage. Uh, Should I be able – do you think it's going to be a problem turning the water back on to water those plants during the winter?
3: No, it's not a problem to to turn it on and and water plants. It's just as long as you unhook the hose from Do it the, all over again and okay. and drain
1: those lines so they don't freeze. Okay, I'd, I'd say a, I'd say a pitcher from the inside kitchen sink would be a much easier option for me. Oh, well, it's
0: a it's a long walk, <laughs> yeah, long walk to the garage. All and right,
1: thanks. All right, Bye. thanks, Bill. Appreciate that. Let's talk to Suzanne. Suzanne, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show.
4: Hi, I heard you uh, talking about um, having your furnaces checked before Uh winter sets in for fear of perhaps a carbon monoxide leak. I don't have natural gas at my home. It's all electric, so my furnace is electric. Is there a risk of carbon monoxide linked to gas or electric furnaces.
3: So there's not a risk of the carbon monoxide, but you still should probably have them checked out periodically to just make sure that there's not something going on with the with the heat the heat uh the heating, electric part of that heating. heating element. Yeah, the heating element. There you go. Yeah, okay. So, but, but yeah, you won't with electric you, can't you won't run have the carbon monoxide gotcha
4: okay. okay that's what i wanted to know thank right. you thanks,
1: thanks suzanne okay. you know that brings up a great point before we get to jim but uh you know that's this is also the time now hey smoke detectors yep. changing the batteries make sure your smoke detector works also carbon monoxide detectors maybe a lot of folks don't have that yeah and and understand too we can get into the whole thing of
3: the new code the new codes with uh with smoke detectors that they want them inside every bedroom in the vicinity of bedrooms one on each floor and I would and they're, they're, those codes are coming because people's houses are burning and they're and they're not getting out right. so I would uh, I would put make sure you have the smoke detectors where
1: you need them I want to get the ones that I can record my own voice and wake my kids <laughs> up in the middle of the night that's what I want to do but let's talk to uh, Jim hey Jim you're up next here on the KMWX Home Improvement Show
0: Hi um my house, uh, we had it built, it's about 27 years old, and uh, when we did, we put a uh, drainage tile around the footing, not only on the outside of the house, but on the inside. The inside one's a little different, but mm-hmm. anyway, they both lead to a, a sump pump. Um, well, over the years, um, uh, on one side of the house, the where they dug the basement, uh, that ground has sort of sunk to where the water, when it rains, sort of runs towards the house. Not a whole lot, but it does at some point. Um, my issue is that I, I've never had any water in the basement at all or anything, uh, but I can't add dirt uh, because of low windows there. The, my only solution to, to make it run away from the house would be to take dirt away But the the problem is I have a lot of things in the ground in that area, like uh, uh, I have underground um, uh, irrigation system, uh, an electric dog fence. Uh, I also have uh, drains that hook up to the gutters that, you know, then are under the ground that go to uh, the street, all in that area. And if I were to, you know, big bet to make it drain away from the house, I'd have to tear up a whole lot of things that do that. So my question is since that water runs to the sump pump and the pump pumps it out, um, should I be concerned about that going, you know, towards the foundation in that area? So
3: so the good thing is that when you built the house, you did it right. You got those drains down there. um, And and that is the secondary way that we would get water away. The first one is that we that we just make sure it drains on the surface. I would say it don't you know let the sleeping dog lie. Don't don't mess with it unless you start getting some water in there. But as that continues to sink, it's going to be more and more of an issue. And there are some ways that you can take care of that. You can give us a call and we can go over some ways. But you can put a drain back there that ties into your drains that come from the downspout that gets the water away. There's ways to take care of that, even if without putting more dirt back there. That's just the easiest way.
1: What okay. about what about if you did, uh, you know, you just come out a little bit farther and use either like landscape timbers or some sort of landscaping rock to try to divert the water coming back in?
3: Yeah, and, and that could work too. And then just have to – what you want to do is get as much of that water not to come back as you can. And so if there's a way to put a little berm or something out there a little bit – that would that would work. Um, these, this is really where we at uh, Mosby kind of shine is helping people with their water issues to get the water away from the house. So if it's something you want to investigate, we'd be happy to talk to you about it and give us a call. But uh, I think that you're on the right track and you've done things right in the beginning with that that backup plan down at the footing and inside the house to get water to the sump pump and get it out.
0: Okay, well, I'll uh, I'll keep my eyes on it. I appreciate the information.
1: All right, thanks, Thank Jim. Thanks. Appreciate uh-huh. the phone call. Hey, uh, we got about uh, just about a minute here left to go, and I uh, will tell you, Tyler, it just uh, man, it just it just flies by. The time <laughs> just flies by. Great questions by uh, all of our KMOX listeners out there, and uh, it just uh, it just flies by, and there's just so much stuff, so much information that you guys from Mosby bring to the table. Well, I'm just glad that that
3: people are listening and want to take care of their houses because a, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound later. So,
1: well, exactly as we kind of discussed, you know, you can pay me now or pay me a lot more later, and <laughs> and I'm not saying that folks can't do it themselves, uh, but you know, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do it, and and usually cheaper isn't the best way to go. I think you're you're onto something there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, for folks out there playing the home game in the KMOX Home Improvement Show, let's go ahead and give uh, Scott's information. So it's Mosby Building Arts. Our website
3: is callmosby.com, and our phone number is 314-909-1800. So if you have any questions, please give us a call. We'd love to to come out and chat with you.
1: i tell you what, Tyler, it's been a great time hanging out with you. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll get together real soon. Thank you. All right, fantastic. That's Tyler Clough. He's from Mosby Building Arts. Folks, that's the end of the show. We'll catch you next time.